0: Genesis chapter 19 The two messengers came to Saddam at sunset as Lot was sitting at the gate of Saddam. When Lot saw them, he arose to meet them and bowed low and bowed to the ground and said, Now pray, my lords, pray turn aside to your servant's house, spend the night, wash your feet, starting early you may go on your way. And they said, "No." Rather, we will spend the night in the square. But he pressed them exceedingly hard, so they turned into him and came into his house. He made them a meal with drink and baked flat cakes, and they ate. They had not yet laid down, because when the men of the city, the men of Saddam, encircled the house, "'From young lad to old men, all the people, "'even from the outskirts, they called out to Lot and said to him, "'Where are the men who came to you tonight? "'Bring them out to us. We want to know them.' "'Lot went out to them to the entrance, "'shutting the door behind him, and said, "'Pray, brothers, do not be so wicked. "'Now pray I have two daughters who have never known a man.' pray let me bring them out to you you may deal with them however seems good in your eyes only to these men do nothing for they have after all come under the shadow of my roof beam but they said step aside and said this one came to sojourn and wants to judge play the judge now we will do worse to you than to them and they pressed exceedingly hard against the man against lot and stepped closer to break down the door but the men put out their hand and brought lot into them into the house and shut the door and the men who were at the entrance to the house they struck with dazzling light all men great and small so that they were unable to find the entrance And the men said to Lot, Whom else do you have here? A son-in-law, daughters, sons? Bring anyone whom you have in the city out of this place. For we are about to bring ruin on this place. For how great is their outcry before Yahweh! And Yahweh has sent us to bring it to ruin. Lot went out to speak to his sons-in-law and those who had taken his daughters in marriage and said, up, out of this place, for Yahweh is about to bring ruin on the city. But in the eyes of his son-in-law, he was like one who jests. And when the dawn came up, the messengers pushed Lot on, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the iniquity of the city. And when he lingered, the men seized his hand, his wife's hand, in the hand of his two daughters, because Yahweh's pity was upon him. And bringing him out, they left him outside the city. And it was when they had brought him outside that one of them said, Escape for your life, do not gaze behind you, do not stand still anywhere in the plain to the hill country, escape, lest you be swept away. And Lot said to them, No, pray, my lord. Now pray, your servant has found favor in your eyes. You have shown great faithfulness in how you deal with me, keeping me alive. But I I am not able to escape to the hill country, lest the wickedness cling to me, and I die. Now pray, that town is near enough to flee to, and it is so tiny. Pray, let me escape there is it not tiny, and stay alive. He said to him, Here then, I lift up your face in this matter as well by not overturning this town of which you speak. Make haste, escape there. For I am not able to do anything until you come there. Therefore the name of the town is called Zor, Tiny, now, the sun was going out over the earth as Lot came to Zoar. But Yahweh rained down brimstone and fire upon Saddam and Amorah. Coming from Yahweh, from the heavens, he overturned those cities and all of the plain, all those settled in the cities and the vegetation of the soil. Now, his wife gazed Behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Abraham started early in the morning to the place where he had stood in Yahweh's presence. He looked down upon the face of Sodom and Amora, and upon the whole face of the plain country, and saw, here, the dense smoke of the land went up like dense smoke of a furnace. Thus it was, and God brought ruin on the cities of the plain, that God kept Abraham in mind and sent out Lot from the overturning, when he overturned the cities where Lot had settled. Lot went up from Zoar and settled in the hill country, his two daughters with him, for he was afraid to settle in Zoar. So he settled in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man in the land to come into us as befits the way of all the earth. Come, let us have our father drink wine and lie with him, so that we may keep seed alive by our father. So they had their father drink wine that night. And then the father, firstborn went in and lay with her father, but he knew nothing of her lying down or her rising up. It was on the morrow that the firstborn said to the younger, Here, yesterday, I lay with father. Let us have him drink wine tonight as well. Then you go in and lie with him, so that we may keep seed alive by our father. They had their father drink wine that night as well. Then the younger arose and lay with him, but he knew nothing of her lying down or her rising up. And Lot's two daughters became pregnant by their father. The firstborn bore a son, called his name Moab by father. He is the tribal father of Moab today. The younger also bore a son, called his name Benami, son of my kinspeople, and he is the tribal father of the children of Ammon today. So Chapter nineteen. <whistles> Genesis Chapter twenty. Abraham travelled from there to the Negev and settled between Kadesh and Shur, sojourning in Gerar. Avraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. So Abimelech of Gerar sent and had Sarah taken. But God came to Abimelech in a dream of the night, and said to him, Here you must die because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a wedded wife. Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, My lord, would you kill a nation that would be innocent? Did he not say to me, She is my sister? And also she, she said, He is my brother? With a whole heart and with clean hands have I done this. God said to him in a dream, I also know that it was with a whole heart that you did this. And so I also held you back from being at fault against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. But now return the man's wife. Indeed, he is a prophet. He can intercede for you and live. But if you do not return her, know that you must die. Yes, die, you and all that is yours. Early in the morning, Abimelech called all his servants. He spoke all these words in their ears, and the men became exceedingly afraid. Then Abimelech and Abraham called and said to them, What have you done to us? And what did I fail you, that you have brought me and my kingdom into such great fault? Deeds which are not to be done, you have done to me. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you foresee, that you did this thing? Abraham said, Indeed. I said to myself, Surely there is no awe of God in this place. They will kill me on account of my wife. Then, too, she is truly my sister, my father's daughter. However, not my mother's daughter, so... She became my wife. Now it was when the power of God caused me to roam from my father's house that I said to her, Let this be the faithfulness that you do me in every day place that we come. save of me, He is my brother. Abimelech took sheep and oxen, servants and maids, and gave them to Abraham, and returned Sarah his wife to him. Abimelech said, here, my land is before you, settle wherever seems good in your eyes. And to Sarah he said, Here, I give—I have given a thousand pieces of silver to your brother. Here it shall serve you as a covering for the eyes, for all who are with you, and with everyone that you have, deci- have been decided for. Abraham interceded with God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his slave women, so that they gave birth. For Yahweh had obstructed, obstructed every womb in Abimelech's household on account of Sarah, wife of Abraham. So end was chapter 20. Genesis, chapter 21. Now Yahweh took account of Sarah as he had said. Yahweh dealt with Sarah As he had spoken, Sarah became pregnant and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Yitzhak. He laughs. And Abraham circumcised Yitzhak, his son, at eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when Yitzhak, his son, was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. All who hear of it will laugh for me. And she said, Who would have declared to Abraham, Sarah will nurse sons, while I have borne him a son in his old age? The child grew and was weaned.
1: And Abraham
0: made a great drinking feast on the day that Yitzhak was weaned. Once Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian woman, whom she had borne to Avraham, laughing. And she said to Avraham, Drive out this slave woman and her son, for the son of this slave woman shall not share inheritance with my son, with Yitzhak. The matter was exceedingly bad in Avraham's eyes because of his son. But God said to Avraham, Do not let it be bad in your eyes concerning the lad and concerning your slave woman. In all that Sarah says to you, hearken to her voice. For it is through Yitzhak that seed will be called by your name. But also the son of the slave woman, the nation I will make of him, for he too is your seed. Abraham started early in the morning, and he took some bread and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar, placing them upon her shoulder, together with the child, and sent her away. She went off and roamed in the wilderness of Beersheba. And when the water and the skin was at an end, she cast the child under one of the bushes, and went and sat by herself at a distance, as far away as a bow shot, "'For she said to herself, "'Let me not see the child die. "'So she sat at a distance, "'lifted up her voice, and wept. "'But God heard the voice of the lad. "'God's messenger called to Hagar from heaven "'and said to her, "'What's the matter with you, Hagar? "'Do not be afraid, "'for God has heard the voice of the lad "'there where he is. "'Arise!' Lift up the lad and grasp him with your hand, for a great nation will I make of him. God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. She went, filled the skin with water, gave the lad to drink. And God was with the lad as he grew up. He settled in the wilderness and became an archer, a bowman. He settled in the wilderness of Haran. And his mother took him, a wife, from the land of Egypt. It was at about that time that Avimelech, together with Pichol, the commander of his army, said to Avraham, God is with you in all that you do. So now, swear to me here by God, if you should ever deal falsely with me, with my progeny and my posterity, rather, Faithfully, as I have dealt with you, deal with me, and with the land in which you have sojourned. And Abraham said, I so swear. But Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of the well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who did this thing, nor have you ever told me, nor have I heard of it, apart from today. So Avraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them cut a covenant. Then Avraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock aside. And Abimelech said to Avraham, What do you mean, these seven ewe-lambs that you have set aside? And he said, Indeed, these seven ewe-lambs you should take from my hand, so that they may be a witness for me that I dug this well therefore that place was called bersheba well of the seven swearing for there the two of them swore thus they cut a covenant in bersheba then avimelik and pecor the neighbor of the commander of his army rose and returned to the land of the philistines and he planted a tamarisk in bersheba and there he called out the name Yahweh, God of the ages. And Abraham sojourned in the land of the Philistines for many days. So ends chapter 21. Genesis 21.
1: Isaac's birth, Ishmael's borders. The main voice of this chapter continues to be the Elohist but opens with a bit of a visible editorial scene, first from the Yahweh God's source, affirming Sarah's conception as fulfilled promise, and from the priestly editorial voice, noting God's scheduling control, cir- circumcision, and the age of Abraham as centenarian. Once introduced, the story quotes a couple of old sayings in verses 6 and 7, Revisiting the wordplay of laughing connected to Yitzhak, not just the Yahweh God allegation that Sarah laughed at the divine prediction of a geriatric birth. Are the boys, peers, minors, even though Ishmael was circumcised at age 13 while Isaac was still in the womb? Sarah's jealous protection of her son's rights against Hagar's Ishmael escalates exponentially. The Older Aramaic-Masoretic translation from Hebrew does not name Yitzhak in this narrative, but the Greek Septuagint and the Latin Vulgate translation include the name at the end of verse 9. Sarah tells Abraham to throw out slave Hagar and her son Ishmael. Abraham resists, but God reassures him directly personally and privately, as Elohim tends to do in dreams and visions and messengers. God has great plans for Yitzhak, but also for Ishmael. Creation is big enough for both. God shows mercy where Sarah denies it, and lets Abraham supply the child Ishmael with bread and water, the father acting humbly and directly serving his child. And when that water runs out, Hagar despairs and leaves the child to die in the desert. Here she finds a well and relieves Ishmael. But in the Islamic traditions, the story goes that Ishmael was digging and found the well and later marked the event by building with his father Ibrahim, about 2,000 years before the common era, the site of Mecca and the Kaaba. Ishmael's people in Genesis live in the Paran wilderness to the south of Beersheba, on the way to Arabia. There he finds his Egyptian wife. Beersheba stands in relation between Arabs and Jews as a frontier town, so we choose another etiological legend about Abimelech ceding the well to Abraham, though Abraham lives in Gaza in Philistia as a resident alien. What do you make of the us and them of Arabs and Israelis, Saudi or Egyptian, Christian or Muslim, in our day. We claim these stories. We load them with a lot of freight. But does this original text demand fratricidal, binary, polarization, escalating violence repeatedly over millennia? Does anybody really
0: read them? Genesis chapter 22. Now after these events, it was that God tested Abraham, and said to him, Avraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Pray, take your son, your only one, whom you love, Yitzhak, and go you forth to the land of Moriah, seeing and offer him up there as an offering up upon one of the mountains that I will tell you of. Abraham started early in the morning. He saddled his donkey. He took his two serving lads with him, and Yitzhak, his son, he split wood for the offering up, and arose and went to the place that God had told him of. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar, Abraham said to his lads, You stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad wish to go yonder. We wish to bow down, and then return to you. Abraham took the wood for the offering up, he placed them upon Yitzhak, his son. In his hand he took the fire and the knife, and thus the two of them went together. Yitzhak said to Avraham, his father, he said, Father, he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Here are the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the offering up? Avraham said, God will see for himself to the lamb for the offering up, my son. Thus the two of them went together. They came to the place that God had told them of, There Abraham built a slaughter site and arranged the wood and bound Yitzhak his son and placed him on the slaughter site atop the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand. He took the knife to slay his son. But Yahweh's messenger called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here I am. He said, Do not stretch out your hand against the lad, and do not do anything to him. For now I know that you are in awe of God. You have not withheld your son, your only one, from me. Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw there a ram caught behind the thicket by its horns. And Abraham went, he took the ram, and offered it up as an offering up in place of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, Yahweh sees, as the saying is today, on Yahweh's mountain it is seen. And Yahweh's messenger called to Abraham a second time from heaven, and said, By myself I swear, Yahweh's utterance, indeed, because you have done this thing, have not withheld your son, your only one, indeed I will bless you. Bless you. I will make your seed many, yes, many, like the stars of the heavens, like the sand that is on the shore of the sea. Your seed shall inherit the gate of your enemies. All the nations of the earth shall endure, enjoy blessing through your seed in consequence of your hearkening to my voice. Abraham returned to his lads. They arose and went to Beersheba. And Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Now after these events it was that it was told to Abraham, saying, Here, Milka too is born, sons to Nahor your brother, Utz his firstborn, and Buz his brother, Kemuel father of Aram, and Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Yidlof, and Betuel, now Batuel begot Rivka. These eight Milka bore Danahor, Abraham's brother, and his concubine, her name was Reuma, bore two, Teva, Gaim, Tehash, and Mahaka. So ends the twenty second chapter. Chapter twenty three of Genesis. Now Sarah's life was one hundred years, and twenty years, and seven years, thus the years of Sarah's life. Sarah died in Arbitown, that is now Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Abraham set about to lament for Sarah, and to weep over her. Then Abraham arose from the presence of his dead, and spoke to the sons of hate, saying, I am a sojourner settled among you. Give me title to a burial holding among you, so that I may bury my dead from my presence. The sons of hate answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my Lord. You are one exalted by God in our midst, the choicest of our burial sites. You may bury your dead. No man among us will deny you his burial site, for burying your dead. Abraham rose, he bowed low to the people of the land to the sons of Heth, and spoke with them, saying, If it be then, according to your wish, that I bury my dead from my presence, hear me, and interpose for me to Ephron, son of Zohar, that he may give me title to the cave at Machpelah, that is his, that is at the edge of his field. For the full silver worth let me give him title, him give me title in your midst for a burial hoarding. Now Ephron had a seat amongst the sons of Hade. And Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the ears of the sons of Hade and all who had entry to the council gate of his city, saying, Not so, my lord, hear me. The field I give to you, and the cave that is therein to you. I give it before the eyes of the sons of my people. I give it to you. Bury your dead. Abraham bowed before the people of the land and spoke to Ephron in the ears of the people of the land, saying, If you yourself would only hear me out, I will give the silver payment for the field. Accept it from me so that I may bury my dead there. And Ephraim answered Abraham, saying to him, My lord, hear me, a piece of land worth four hundred silver weight. What is that between me and you? You may bury your dead. And Abraham hearkened to Ephron. "'Abraham weighed out to Ephron the silver worth "'of which he had spoken in the ears of the sons of eight four hundred silverweights silver weight at the going merchant's rate. "'Thus was established the field of Ephron "'that is in Machpelah, that faces Mamre, "'the field as well as the cave that is in it, "'and the trees that were in all the field, "'that were in all their territory around for Avraham as an acquisition before the eyes of the sons of hate, of all who had entry to the council gate of his city. Afterward, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, that is now Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Thus was established the field, as well as the cave that is in it, For Abraham as a burial holding from the sons of hate. So ends the twenty-third chapter. Chapter 23 of Genesis Now Sarah's life was one hundred years and twenty years and seven years, thus the years of Sarah's life. Sarah died in Arbitown, that is now Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Abraham set about to lament for Sarah, and to weep over her. Then Abraham arose from the presence of his dead, and spoke to the sons of hate, saying, I am a sojourner settled among you. Give me title to a burial holding among you, so that I may bury my dead from my presence." The sons of hate answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my lord, you are one exalted by God in our midst, the choicest of our burial sites. You may bury your dead. No man among us will deny you his burial site for burying your dead. Abraham rose, he bowed low to the people of the land, to the sons of hate, and spoke with them, saying, If it be then, According to your wish, that I bury my dead from my presence, hear me and interpose for me to Ephron, son of Zohar, that he may give me title to the cave at Machpelah, that is his, that is at the edge of his field. For the soul, full silver worth, let me give him title; him give me title in your midst for a burial hoarding. Now Ephron had a seat amongst the sons of Hate. And Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the ears of the sons of Hate, and all who had entry to the council gate of his city, saying, Not so, my lord, hear me. The field I give to you, and the cave that is therein, to you I give it. Before the eyes of the sons of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. Abraham bowed before the people of the land and spoke to Ephron in the ears of the people of the land, saying, If you yourself would only hear me out, I will give the silver payment for the field, accepted it from me, so that I may bury my dead there. And Ephraim answered Abraham, saying to him, My lord, hear me a piece of land worth four hundred silver weight. What is that between me and you? You may bury your dead. And Abraham hearkened to Ephron. Avraham weighed out to Ephron the silver worth of which he had spoken in the ears of the sons of eight, four hundred silver weight at the going merchant's rate. Thus was established the field of Ephron that is in Machpelah, that faces Mamre, the field as well as the cave that is in it, and the trees that were in all the field, that were in all their territory around, for Avraham as an acquisition before the eyes of the sons of hate, of all who had entry to the council gate of his city. Afterward, Avraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, that is now Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Thus was established the field as well as the cave that is in it for Abraham as a burial holding from the sons of hate. So ends the twenty third chapter. <whistles> chapter twenty four of Genesis. Now Abraham was old, advanced in days. And Yahweh had blessed Abraham in everything. Abraham said to his servant, the elder of his household, who ruled over all that was his, Pray, put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by Yahweh, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the women of the Canaanites, among whom I am settled. Rather, you are to go to my land and to my kindred and take a wife for my son, for Yitzhak. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to go after me to this land. Maybe I then bring your son back there, back to the land from which you once went out. Abraham said to him, Watch out that you do not ever bring my son back there. Yahweh, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from my kinyard, who said to me, who swore to me, saying, I give you this land to your seed. He himself will send his messenger on before you, so that you take a wife for my son from there. Now if the woman is not willing to go after you, you will be clear from this sworn oath of mine. Only... You are not to bring my son back there. The servant put his hand under the thigh of Avraham his lord and swore to him an oath about this matter. The servant took ten camels from his lord's camels and went, all kinds of good things from his lord in his hand. He arose and went to Aram of two rivers, to Nahor's town. He had the camels kneel outside the town, At the water well, at setting time, at the time when the water drawers go out, and said, Yahweh, God of my Lord Abraham, pray let it happen today for me, and deal faithfully with my Lord Abraham. Here I have stationed myself by the water spring as the women of the town go out to draw water. May it be that the maiden to whom I pray, pray Lower your pitcher, that I may drink. And she says, Drink, and I will also give your camels to drink. Let her be the one that you have decided on for your servant, for Yitzhak. By means of her, may I know that you have dealt faithfully with my Lord. And it was. Not yet had he finished speaking, when here Rivka came out. She had been born to Batuel, son of Milcah, wife of Nahor, brother of Abraham. Her pitcher was on her shoulder. The maiden was exceedingly beautiful to look at, a virgin no man had known her. Going down to the spring, she filled her pitcher and came up again. The servant ran to meet her and said, Pray, let me sip a little water from your pitcher. She said, Drink, my lord. And in haste she let down her pitcher on her arm and gave him to drink. And when she had finished giving him drink, she said, I will also draw for your camels, until they have finished drinking. In haste she emptied her pitcher into the drinking trough, and then she ran to the well again to draw, and drew for all his camels. The man kept staring at her, waiting silently to find out "'whether Yahweh had granted success to his journey or not. "'It was when the camels had finished drinking "'that the man took a gold nose-ring, "'a half-coin in weight, "'and two bracelets for her wrists, ten gold pieces in weight, "'and said, "'Whose daughter are you? Pray tell me. "'And is there perhaps in your father's house "'a place for us to spend the night?' SHE SAID TO HIM, I AM THE DAUGHTER OF BETUEL, SON OF MILCAH, WHOM SHE BORN TO NAHOR. SHE SAID TO HIM, YES, THERE IS STRAW, PLENTY OF FODDER WITH US, AND, YES, A PLACE TO SPEND THE NIGHT. IN HOMAGE THE MAN BOWED LOW BEFORE YAHWEH, AND SAID, BLESSED BE YAHWEH, GOD OF MY LORD Abraham, WHO HAS NOT RELINQUISHED HIS FAITHFULNESS and his trustworthiness from my lord while as for me yahweh has led me on the journey to the house of my lord's brothers the maiden ran and told her mother's household according to these words now rivka had a brother his name was laban laban ran to the van outside to the spring And as it was, as soon as he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists, as soon as he heard Rivka, his sister's words, saying, Thus the man spoke to me. Then he came out to the man. There he was still standing by the camels, by the spring, and said, Come, who are you, blessed by Yahweh? Why are you standing outside? I myself have cleared out the house and a place for the camels. The man came into the house and unbridled the camels. He gave straw and fodder to the camels and water for washing his feet and the feet of the men that were with him. Food was put before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have spoken my words. He said, Speak. He said, I am Abraham's servant. Yahweh has blessed my Lord exceedingly, so that he has become great. He has given him sheep, and oxen, silver and gold, servants and maids, camels and donkeys. Sarah, my lord's wife, bore my lord a son, after she had grown old, and he has given him all that he is his. And my lord had me swear, saying, You are not to take a wife for my son from the women of Canaanites, in whose land I am settled. No To my father's house you are to go to my clan to take a wife for my son. And I said to my lord, Perhaps the woman will not go after me. And he said to me, Yahweh, in whose presence I have walked, will send his messenger with you. He will grant success to your journey, so that you take a wife for my son from my clan and from my father's house. Only then will you be clear of my oath curse when you come to my clan. If they do not give her to you, you will be clear from my oath curse. Now I came to the well today, and said, Yahweh, God of my Lord Avraham, pray if you wish to grant success to the journey on which I am going here, I have stationed myself by the water-spring. May it be that the girl who comes out to draw, to whom I say, pray, give me a little water from your pitcher to drink, and she says to me, you drink, and I will also draw for your camels. Let her be the woman whom Yahweh has decided on, for the son of my Lord. And I, even before I had finished speaking in my heart, here Rivka came out, her pitcher on her shoulder, She went down to the spring and drew, and I said to her, Pray, give me to drink in haste. She let down her pitcher from herself and said, Drink, and I will also give your camels to drink. I drank, and she also gave the camels to drink. And then I asked her, I said, Whose daughters are you? And she said, The daughter of Betuel, son of Nahor, whom Milcah bore to him. I put a ring in her nose and bracelets on her wrists. And in homage I bowed low before Yahweh, and blessed Yahweh, God of my Lord Abraham, who led me on a true journey to take the daughter of my Lord's brother for his son. So now, if you wish to deal faithfully and truly with my Lord, tell me. And if not, tell me, that I may know to turn right or left, Laban and Betuel answered, and they said, The matter has come from Yahweh. We cannot speak anything to you, evil or good. Here is Rivka before you. Take her and go, that she may be a wife for the son of your Lord. As Yahweh has spoken, It was when Avraham's servant heard their words that he bowed to the ground before Yahweh, and the servant brought out objects of silver and gold and garments and gave them to Rivka. And he gave presents to her brother and to her mother. And they ate and drank, he and the men that were with him, and they spent the night. And when they arose at daybreak, he said, Send me off to my lord. But her brother and her mother said, Let the maiden stay with us a few days, perhaps ten. After that she may go. And he said to them, Do not delay me, for Yahweh has granted success to my journey. Send me off, that I may go back to my Lord. They said, Let us call the maiden and ask for an answer from her own mouth. And they called Rivka and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. They sent off Rivka, their sister, with their nurse, and Abraham's servant with his men. And they gave Rivka farewell blessing and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousandfold myriads. May your seed inherit the gate of those who hate him. Rivka and her maids arose, they mounted the camels, and they went after the man. The servant took Rivka and went away. Now Yitzhak had come, from where you come to the well of the living one who sees me, for he had settled in the Negev. And Yitzhak went out to stroll in the field around the turning of sunset. He lifted up his eyes and see, here, camel's coming. Rivka lifted up her eyes and saw Yitzhak. She got down from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man over there that is walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, That is my lord. She took a veil and covered herself. And the servant recounted to Yitzhak all the things that he had done, and Yitzhak brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother. He took Rivka, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Thus was Yitzhak comforted after his mother. Week 4.
1: The Toledot of Abraham. The legendary saga, the first patriarch, the second half of those cycle of stories. As Avram becomes Abraham, father of many nations, distinguish his clans from the neighbors, and ride the tensions between the mothers of his sons, Hagar and Sarah vying over the prospects of Ishmael and Isaac. The marriage alliances in the next generation matter, not simply the patrilineal succession, but the matriarchal associations, the in-laws chosen or rejected. Ishmael's partner is Egyptian. Isaac's Rebecca Rivka is a cousin from Haran. That's political, not just personal or incestuous. Looking ahead for the week, here's a summary of what we'll hear again. On Monday, it's chapter 19, Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot's hospitality to divine visitors is a shadow of Avram's. Sodom's sin is not same-gender sex acts, but xenophobic inhospitality victimizing young women. Divine visitors blind the criminals. Rain brimstone on the city. Don't look back, Lot's wife. And Tuesdays, chapter 20. Abimelech and Sarah. It's a replay of She's Just My Sister from chapter 12 in Egypt with Pharaoh. It invites a review of the risks of assimilation by a host culture. Abimelech is not evil, is he? What's right or wrong about Abraham's ploy to surrender Sarah? Wednesday it's chapter 21. Isaac's birth. Isaac is born, and and the domestic tensions between the mothers and the sons arise. Sarah banishes competitor Hagar. God shows mercy to Hagar and Ishmael. Tension with Philistine host Abimelech also rises to find relief in Beersheba. Thursdays, chapter 22, Akedah. Abraham. Abraham, who just surrendered Ishmael, is asked to also offer up Isaac. What do you make of that divine demand and divine mercy? Abraham settles in Beersheba, but hears of his cousins up in Haran who will provide a wife for Isaac. Friday, chapter 23. Sarah's death and burial propels the purchase of land, in Mamre. It's an etiological legend, claiming title in the Hebron Heights, in antiquity, fairly bought from a Hittite. Does it matter if land is given or bought, a price paid, or taken at a different price? I ask you, as treaty people. Saturday will end the week, chapter 24, Rebecca Rivka The tale of fetching Rebecca as wife for Isaac is an elaborate and long one. Isaac is hardly present, grieving his mother, waiting for his wife for comfort, while others, and particularly Rebecca, are active agents of this succession. Why her, not him?